Are you a First Amendment absolutist? How about the right of a chancellor of a major state university to make pornography in his spare time? I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, I'm sure you've seen the story. Uh, Joe Gao, who was the uh, University of Wisconsin at La Crosse Chancellor, uh, has just lost his job. He was planning to step down and assume a, a professor of communications position later in 2024, uh, but the board has fired him. Uh, because they found out that his uh, side gig, his side hustle, was actually making porn videos with his wife. Um, Stephen Green, this raises, and, and, and by the way, Joe Gao seems now inclined to make the argument that he was fired because of uh, a violation of his freedom of speech. And, and Steve Green, this is an interesting case because, uh, as you know, freedom of speech is an issue that can come up when it involves the federal government. And in this case, it's a federally funded university. And so, you know, the issue could, could be brought to the fore. Uh, do you think that the former chancellor can be successful in getting his job back or at least getting compensation for his unjust firing by making the argument that it was none of their business uh, to interfere with his freedom of speech as long as he was doing his chancellor job correctly. Well, I'm just curious to know if he uh, if he loses his lawsuit, if he'll move on from making pornography with his wife to making pornography with, with the wives of the people who fired him. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out for the, uh, the headlines on that one. As, well, you never know. Um, that said, uh, you know, it's always complicated when sex is involved. And that's, that's one of the reasons we have this word. It's, it's, it's called intimate. And that's, that's, that's what sex generally is. It's, it's intimate. Uh, it's, uh, I don't want to know what other people get up to. That's their business. It's their intimate business. And when you bring it out in public, when you make that the focus of yourself, it's very difficult for people to think of you in, in any other way because you've taken this, this, this private act and you've said, hello, world. And if you are in a position of responsibility, and I'm not just talking about teaching, if you are in a public position of responsibility, it becomes almost impossible to separate the two things, even even when it never was actually made public. It is impossible. It is impossible to think about Bill Clinton for more than 30 seconds without thinking about oral sex in the White House you, or in the Oval Office. It's just impossible. It's it's the way we are wired. We are a we're a just a you know a, a fun filthy species, and and so there's a reason why we try to keep that stuff intimate. Private between consenting adults. And so his freedom of speech wasn't harmed. He's free to make all the porn he wants. He could be making porn right now for all I know, and, and nobody's going to stop him. Nobody's going to say, hey, you can't upload that to this porn uploading site or anything like that. He can do all he wants. What he can't do, what he shouldn't do, is make porn and keep that particular job. Bill Whittle, this is the argument that uh, Joe Gao himself makes. He says, "My, I'm quoting from him uh, from an AP story now attributed to him. Uh, My wife and I live in a country where we have a First Amendment, he said. We're dealing with consensual adult sexuality. The regents, which is the board of the university, are overreacting. They're certainly not adhering to their own commitment to free speech or to the First Amendment. Bill, uh, I know we're all men of a certain age. Um, 
I'm just trying to imagine the universe in which, let's say, when I was in college, that a university president would publicly make this argument that the board had overreacted in firing him uh, for, for being in the business. Now, Steve was talking about sex and intimacy, and yes, there's an element of that here, but but this is really a business. This is this is a gig, and uh, is it should should a board like this have a say in what you can do in your spare time if you're the chancellor of a major state university that receives uh, state funding? Well, a couple things here. First of all, as far as the men of a certain age goes, uh, speak for yourself, Grimps. Uh, secondly, <laughs> um, I, I'm the youngin here. Secondly. Um, I have I have some inf- information about this story that that is not publicly mm. known, and that is that he's not actually fired. Uh, basically, it was just a, a public relations move because he's been tapped to be the next president of Harvard, and they decided <laughs> that going and they decided that going with the fact that he's a public pornographer would be less embarrassing uh, than to admit that he became you know the, the president of Harvard University. So he b- basically did it to to m- maintain some sense of dignity. Fair enough. Um, so look, first, first of all, I got to tell you, when you hear a story like this guy's making pornography with his wife, it almost sounds like a contradiction in terms to me. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, you know, it just seems, it just seems strange. This, this is, this one's not hard at all. This one's not even close to being hard. His First Amendment rights are not being violated. No one's saying you can't make porn. He's not getting arrested for making porn. Make as much porn as he wants to. He is also a representative of an institution, and that institution, at least in olden times, had a reputation to to protect. The word that used to be uh, in use here, among others, would be that it is unseemly for the president of a university to be known as a as a person who's a who's a pornographer it used to be a dirty word before it became a you know a career aspiration and 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 so yes absolutely the the university has a right to do this they they don't they, they well again i'm speaking about the world i grew up in they not only have a right to do this they have an obligation to do this this man is 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 tarnishing the reputation of the university and for me this is essentially no different than um than uh Colin Kaepernick saying basically, you know, I have a First Amendment right to take a knee during um, during the Pledge of Allegiance, and and our response to that, as I recall, is no, you have absolutely right. We are in full agreement. You can take a knee during t- during the national anthem anytime you want to, but you don't have a right to do it in the uniform of a team that is that is. That is basically private prop. The, the team itself, the, the uniform, is is a private organization. You're wearing the uniform. You are therefore representing the organization, and they have every right to fire you for it if they want to. This this business about being inconvenienced versus actually oppressed is is getting a little bit out of hand. I've never had any problem, Scott, with this with this particular moral line issue. Your freedom of speech means that you can, you are being coerced into not being able to say something. No one is 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 either forcing Colin Kaepernick or this guy to not continue to do what they want to do and claim that their their freedom of speech protects them from doing. They can continue to do this this activity till the cows come home. And I don't want to give this guy any fresh ideas either, so we'll just leave that out of it. But the point of it is he he is also a representative of an organization that has a represent that has a reputation to protect. And that organization has every right to exercise 
its discretion and say, for whatever reason, we no longer feel that you represent the values of this organization and, and you're terminated. Frankly, we you have embarrassed and disgraced us. Those would have been two other terms you might have heard just not too terribly long ago. And 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 in addition to being fired, you know, you would have given this guy a, a just a what the hell were you thinking kind of talk. And and also again, not too long ago, if a guy was was uh, was discovered that he was being removed from his post as a chancellor of a major university because he made pornography, the appropriate response to this is to slither under a rock in shame and hide your face for a few decades until people forget about it, not to double or triple down on it and 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 claim that your rights are being oppressed. I mean, what yeah, if I, you were dressing up as Hitler in his spare time? That's that's what, his business. His speech? Of course it is. Board. What if he were? But if he gave a commencement speech dressed as Hitler, now you might have a different issue. So uh, the the regents' uh, attorneys say that um, that the former chancellor is not uh, due any process. Basically, that um, that the chancellor serves at the pleasure of the board of regents, and uh, so they don't owe him anything. Um, he's complaining that they didn't have a hearing, and that he just learned from email and was stunned to find out uh, that he had been uh, unceremoniously dumped. Um, and I, I think that what struck me about this story was was how a long series of moral decisions over the years, some of which seem to be advances in civil rights, so to speak, can lead to a situation that, you know, for anybody who's been on the planet for a little while would just kind of think, oh, you're kidding me. This is, this is not real. This is, couldn't possibly be uh, something that actually happened. And uh, as Bill pointed out, the fact that he's standing up and thumping his chest and claiming First Amendment protection rather than slinking away in shame, um, I know that there are people watching this right now that are going, okay, Boomer, yeah, that's the way things used to be in the old days. And that's why the world was such a horrible place, because people didn't believe in untrammeled freedom of speech. Um, I think there's a, a, we call a those people idiots. question that can be raised about what, uh, you know, what constitutes speech here. But in any case, uh, there, as, as Bill accurately points out, you've got, um, you've got a reputation, and that's what the university is claiming, reputational harm, uh, and, and their responsibility is to protect that reputation. Now, I, I think it's possible that the regents have misread the zeitgeist of the, you know, the university going population or the parents who are willing to send their kids to universities these days. And uh, what they may find out is that this is, it piques the interest in people going to the University of Wisconsin, that, that more people will be saying, yeah, that's the kind of school I want to go to. Not just a school where the students are screwing around, but a school where the chancellor is making porn videos. Uh, porn you. This is, yeah. And, um, and so <clears throat> it's a topic I, I, I really don't want to talk about, but I think it's a milepost. I think it's one of those things. I, I, I'm unlike a lot of people. I don't think that society is on an inevitable slow decline in all aspects in every place. But I think that there are markers that some areas of our society are are obsoleting themselves. And the university system has been doing that for a long, long time. 
And I think this is just the natural consequence of a series of, of decisions that have been made at a wide variety of universities and in academia in general for a long time. And it's gotten to the point where uh, I'm reminded of why I stopped writing satire. If I had written a story like this 10 years ago, people would have gone, oh, that's not, doesn't, you know, you've got to have some plausibility to it in order to get the humor out of it. Um, sadly, there, there's no humor in this, uh, just a, another uh, marker in the slow decline of a system of education that used to be the envy of the world. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.